This is WCPO FM 1051 on your FM dial, Cincinnati, Ohio. WKRC, Cincinnati. This is the nation station. again, everyone, and welcome to the Cincy Shirts Podcast. It's episode 129. Today on our show, Cincinnati Bulldogs. This is my one tip for people listening that want to create some sort of social media for their for their dog. If you start an Instagram account, start your same Facebook account. If you start a Facebook page for your dog, start it also as an Instagram account because they talk to each other. It's very easy. I post to Instagram and automatically post to Facebook Noah's it's not a defunct sports team, but actual Bulldogs and famous ones, Harrison Ford the Bulldog and Vince Cincy, along with Darren's pooch, Nellie from the Natty. The three dog owners talk not only about raising Bulldogs, but how Vince and Harrison have become famous on Instagram and how Nellie's trying to become famous on Instagram, get tips and advice uh, that anyone can use on Instagram, not just dog owners. We also find out why Bulldogs are so big now and have they supplanted pugs? We'll find out. If you've been liking the podcast, you can help support it via PayPal or Venmo. Simply use podcast at cincyshirts.com and chip in whatever you feel is fair. Also, be sure to listen for the special promo code for 20% off to the end of the episode. Now let's talk about Bulldogs. Cincinnati, Ohio. Cincinnati, Ohio. I come from C-I-N-C-I-N-N-A-T-I-Cincinnati. In a while, I'm at CincyShirts.com in Cincinnati. So are we rolling, P.S.? We, we are rolling. And so for those at home, what types of dogs are all these? I am, I'm not really a dog person, so. Oh, man, we're all about the bullies today. There we go. We got, uh, let's see. So we got Harrison Ford Bulldog. <laughs> He's English, right? Yep, he's an English bulldog. English bulldog. Then we got Vince Cincy, who's a Frenchie. Yeah. Uh, and that's what Nelly from the Natty is. She's a little Frenchie. They're okay. The same breeder. Yeah. Yeah. So, How old is she? Oh, uh, let's see. She'll be five months, August 1st. Cute. So she's, uh, how old's uh, Harrison there? He'll be eight in October. So oh, he's, nice. a, he's an old guy. He's a veteran. Mm-hmm. How about Vince? Vince is four. Four. Aww. Nice. So he's nice and chilled out. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> awesome. So yeah. So I, I I don't know. We're always looking for different topics to cover, um, and I don't know just to kind of give our listeners some uh, some background. Uh, let's see. So the quarantine hit, and let's see. Late March. Uh, we lost our 13-year-old Hushan, which is a uh, poodle Bichon mix. Uh, so our hearts were broken. We're dog people. We we had a big void that needed filled. Uh, we got two young kids, and they were missing their dogs. So we we're like, what the heck? What a, what better time to get a puppy than uh, during this quarantine? We didn't know when it was going to end. We're all going to be home. Uh so that was the one cool thing about, you know, the last 30 days of Butter's life. We were like, we didn't leave his side. Yeah. Um, so anyway, so we uh, got on the YouTube and we, you know, we're looking <laughs> at the, the top 10 dog breeds and the, the best puppies and all this stuff. And uh, I kind of kept my mouth shut. And then my kids were like, ah, oh, we want we want a Frenchie. Uh-huh. And then, uh, then we started to kind of do some research and talk to people and, Oh man, then we're on Instagram and we're looking around and it's like there is this whole Frenchie and just a whole bulldog <laughs> culture out there that I was totally unaware of. Um and now it's like I I don't know. So we long story, we found a breeder. Uh she was like, Okay, our our one rule was we wanted a female because we had a male and he peed all over everything and we were just like, ah, it's it's all all males are bad. So uh, so we we're like that was a, that was a one rule. We had to have a female. So we put a deposit down with a breeder in Canton, Canton, Ohio, and she was like, "Hey, I got a I got a litter 
uh, next week, blah, blah, blah. You guys have first dibs. So we're like, cool. Uh, so sure enough, she had a puppy. And, or actually, that's all she had was one puppy, and it was a male. She's basically like, well, here's the dog. And that's when we found bluegrass Frenchies down in uh, Richmond, Kentucky. And they just had a little litter. And uh, so we got this little mm-hmm. chocolate pie girl. And the rest is history. So and they're anyway, so, so portable. They're so tiny. <laughs> I know. She's super, uh, she's super small. But she was the runt, too. So a runt and a female. They, they said they'll be surprised if she's even over uh, 20 pounds. Oh, wow. But um, so anyway, so from doing all this crazy stuff, uh, you know, looking on Instagram, we're like, hey, we got to start our own little Instagram page. <laughs> That's fun. But so anyway, so I wanted to get some of the real top dogs and the Cincinnati dog influencer Instagram scene and uh, <laughs> just talk to you guys, talk about, you know, how you got into it, what works, how'd you guys build your followings? Uh, you know, you guys are crazy dog people and <laughs> I love it. So, uh, so let's have some fun, huh? Let's do it. <laughs> so, so yeah, the, uh, so Andy or Vince, should I just, so, so we're here with Vince Cincy, which is at Vince Cincy on Instagram. Mm-hmm. Um, I'll start with you. How'd you, how'd you get into your journey? I got Vince and I, I think like a lot of people, I didn't want to fill up my Instagram with puppy pictures. So I started an Instagram for Vince and then it just sort of took off from there because he doesn't love seeing animal pictures, whether it's, I mean, I'm a librarian, so I love seeing cat photos. I think it's what makes the internet run, but the puppy photos are just, they just make people happy. So you add some and then you keep doing it and then you find other people are doing it and you like following their pictures and you connect with people and you just, you're sucked in. You probably, you experienced it already that you're sucked in by the Instagram dog people. Oh yeah. <laughs> like, like if I don't post my new and I'm always like, hmm, so what, what's today going to be about? Then right. like, oh, I, maybe I got to get an auto scheduler. Yeah, you know, like, this, this is becoming a job all of a sudden. Now, now I need to figure out new content. But right. I'm always like, so what's the end game? Like, like, do you have a goal? Like, is is everyone's goal to become Grumpy Cat? Or I don't think it is. I think everyone <laughs> has something different in mind. I know for me that that's not my end goal, but I kind of backed into the influencer space, and um, so I just kind of run with it where it works for me, for my schedule, for Vince, and just everything making sense, but I'm not going to be like the next Manny the French and Doug the Pug. I'm not making plans to quit my day job to be a dog manager. Oh, but how great would that be? I mean, it could be, but then like when the thing you love becomes your job, is it still the thing you love? Yeah. And I think that's what, you know, I'd be afraid of. At least I got my, you know, full-time gig to fall back on. Yeah, that's awesome. So tell us about Harrison. Yeah, so Harrison's eight, and I started his Instagram account when my kid was born. Um, You know, you have a kid, and it's just all-encompassing, and everything is about your amazing child. And when she was about eight months old, I kind of thought, I wish I had something that was just for me. Um, And so I thought, well, I'll I'll start an Instagram for Harrison. And it just kind of spun wildly out of control. Uh, slowly over time. So we've had an Instagram for about four years. Wow. So it's not overnight. Um, and you're, you're up like, what, almost 50,000 followers? Yeah, we'll hit 50,000 soon. Um, <laughs> and it's just been really slow but steady. So I think if I had any tips to give people, it's at the beginning. It took a lot of work. It wasn't just you post a photo a day and step away. It was just like you said, engaging with other bulldog accounts. Um, It was a lot of work. And I get a lot of messages now like, oh, how do I get so many followers? And I really think it's consistency. Um, We've posted almost daily for four years. And, you know, sometimes it's not so funny. Sometimes it's repeat photos, but it's still consistent. Oh, oh, so you are allowed to do repeat photos. Oh, yeah. I mean, you're always getting new followers. So a lot of those new followers haven't seen some of the, you know, 
the big hits. Do, do you recaption them? Um, I'm I I have Instagram, and I haven't Instagrammed much lately, and I've had to do it now for uh, my job here l- lately in the past couple of weeks. I'm back on my personal Instagram as well as the one for the, the couple accounts for the company here. So I'm kind of just curious, can because I know there's a lot of kinds of Twitter rules and Facebook rules I learned over the years, and there's the debates. But do you just use the exact same post? Do you change them no. at all? Huh? Um, I don't use the same posts mostly because I don't go back in my Instagram. I just go back to my favorite photos on my phone and I can't really remember what exactly. And I know that I used to be incredibly funny and now I feel like I'm less funny. So maybe I, I didn't so even funny. go back. Harrison has such a voice, such a kind of an attitude that it's enjoyable. And he is a grumpy old man. Yeah, he's <laughs> a grumpy old bulldog. Like, you totally got your own voice going. Yeah, he always talks in caps because I always feel like he's just kind of angry. <laughs> Even though he's not. I mean, he's really the sweetest dog. Just so cozy, so good with our daughter. Um, he's a good boy. But on Instagram, he's angry. I love it. Yeah, you're always making fun of his cankles and uh, <laughs> Yeah, yeah. He's He's chunky. <laughs> He's 70 pounds and needs to lose a few. If his vet is listening, I'm sorry. <laughs> yeah. So, uh, so Andy, so you and Vince, you guys like to dress up a lot. So that's, uh, <laughs> y- y- yeah, it's our stick, I guess. <laughs> you you must be super organized and have like a, a, a budget or I don't know, are people sending you free stuff? Cause I'm like, Man, you are on top of every random holiday, like hot dog day and, you know, whatever, (laughs) apple banana day. You have like your own little. (laughs) Right. I love a made up holiday. Sunglass day. Sunglass day, um, which is coming up, I believe, June. Or no, it just passed June 27. So so sorry, the quarantine. I lost track of my month. But um, it started with people gave me costumes. And when I realized as Vince is a puppy, so like Nelly's age, getting him to sit, say, do those commands, give him a treat, then introduce him to the like costumes and that, and he would sit there and just wear it, and then he'd sit there long enough for me to take a photo, so it, it just kind of exploded from there, that I just kept doing it, and it's become, like, brands have reached out to me, and they're like, can we send you, so last year, the last two years, I've done 31 days of Halloween costumes, and brands have sent me his costume, almost all his costumes. So that's what I say. Like, I sort of backed into the whole influencer thing because you're already doing something you like. A brand wants your access to your audience, and it just happens. Vince is so good at posing, too. I mean, he's just, you're a good photographer with a dog that loves the camera. And it's pretty perfect, I think, for people that want to get their brand out there. And it's kind of, I mean, he doesn't really have a variety of poses. He sits. Or you lay yeah, it down. But very nicely. His, his expression is just like kind of deadpan, but it, it's just chill. Yeah. So, yeah. Is that hard to find, or is that particular? Are bulldogs just more comfortable in front of the camera as a whole, or is it just luck of the draw? I think Frenchies are pretty um, forgiving in terms of letting us put them in costumes or try the glasses or do different things with them. I think that's just the nature of French Bulldogs, but maybe it's just the ones I've met. I don't know how English Bulldogs are. Harrison uh, seems like some, well, he's put on different, like, your daughter's dress-up clothes. Yeah, we try not to dress him up because he really, he does hate it. Um, and I and, and rightly so. Gave, yeah, I gave him a dog promise when I started him on Instagram that I wouldn't dress him up, but we've definitely broken it. Uh, he got shoved into an Elsa costume. Um, really hated that. Someone sent him a bear costume that he really hates, but he looks so great in them. So he put a tutu on once. Yeah. Well, my favorite was, uh, so which goes on another subject, uh, the bully book club. (laughs) Yeah. So you're, so you're doing book clubs with other bulldogs on Instagram. They review books. Yeah. This is actually amazing. We have someone started, she's a bulldog owner and she, um, she works for a publishing house in London. And so she is really into the book world and um, gets, you know, free copies of upcoming books, et cetera. And she wanted to start a bulldog book club. So she did. 
And now it's pretty big. I think there's like 100 people that routinely participate. Um, every month, it's a different subsection of people. It's not always the same people. Um, but last month, we read The Martian, and I created a an astronaut helmet for Harrison, which was not great. Um, I think people told me he looked like a handmaiden or a Chinese food takeout box. Yeah, Super yeah. offensive. I worked very hard on that astronaut's helmet. Uh, I was super proud until the comments started rolling in. <laughs> Bulldog Book Club. That's yeah, and <laughs> actually people, are, publishers are starting to reach out to her now and asking us to um, consider choosing one of their upcoming books for one of our months. So it's really taking off for her. It's been super fun. That's great. And so, Harrison is the dictator of Bully Book Club. Every month they they nominate someone to a different position, and Harrison was the first Bulldog of the month, and he decided, I decided never to relinquish that. So Nice. So how many people are in that club? I'd say probably about 100, maybe over 100. There's different chat groups like Bully Book Club 1, Bully Book Club 2, um, and every month, I think it ranges from maybe 30 to 50 participants. Wow. And then they're not necessarily old dog or dog related books? No, they're not. Hey, bud, you have to stay. Um, they're, I don't think we've done a single dog book, actually. Um, we're doing an author next month who is a bulldog owner, which is exciting. She, um, Jessica Knoll, she wrote um, a New York Times bestseller, kind of like a thriller novel, and she owns a bulldog. So that will be a fun one to review since we automatically love her already. Yeah, that's awesome. Oh, man. So where'd Harrison come from? He is from a breeder down in Kentucky as well, Cash's bull babies and the women are two former vet techs and so they um, are very careful about their breeding they do genetic testing um, they both they they definitely breed to like the breed specifications but um, they don't breed super smashed in faces they breed the healthiest breed standard bulldog that they can and right. we've been really happy with his health over the last eight years cool yeah, that's the horror stories you always hear about uh, all these dogs' health issues. And mm -hmm. man, we're we're a member of a few uh, Facebook groups, and it's like every day people are posting horror stories about, you know, I got my dog neutered, and he, you know, he died on on the table just from uh. breathing issues or anesthesia, and then uh, you know, random back diseases and all this stuff. It's like, oh gosh. Um, so that is one of the rules. Of course, I, I feel like we paid too much for the dog, but uh, <laughs> things is like, well, you spend the money up front, so you get good genes. Yeah. So if all that's true, then uh, yeah, I, I guess. I, and now I'm recalling: don't bulldogs have have kind of an inherent uh, physical disadvantage? I think just from the way they've been bred over the centuries. Am I recalling that correctly? Uh, like your typical cartoon bulldog. Aren't yeah. they already kind of at a disadvantage just because of the way that their heads and faces are shaped? Or yeah, they have a hard time breathing. They're they're not meant okay. for a life in the wild. Harrison, okay, yeah. You know, we say he has the spirit of an outdoor dog because he always wants to lay in the sun. But after three minutes, he's going into heat stroke. So the body of an indoor dog. Okay. <laughs> and they uh, they can't mate naturally, so all these dogs are artificially inseminated, and then uh, they have to be born via C-section. Yeah. So they really shouldn't exist, right? I mean, they're just here yeah. for, our, uh, for our Instagram. You know, it is kind of hard to think about. And, you know, luckily there's so many bulldog rescues where you can take in a dog that has lost its home, not because, not necessarily because it's had health problems, but you know, the family's moved or they couldn't afford the dog or there's lots of reasons dogs go into rescue. Um, and I was a little torn on getting a bulldog initially, but my husband was super set on it. He's always wanted one. And now that we've spent the last eight years with Harrison Ford, I can't see us ever not having a bulldog because they are just the sweetest, funniest, most human dogs. And I asked my husband, I've never had my own dog and my husband's had many. And I said, is this is this normal? Like, are most dogs like this? And he was like, well, every dog is special, but bulldogs are really special. 
So anyone who's listening to this who's not a bulldog owner, I apologize. I'm sure it's not true. Uh, <laughs> well, where do bulldogs <laughs> come from? Uh, thinking about getting uh, multiple, another uh, buddy for mm-hmm. Vince. That's the one thing I see with these Frenchie owners is once you get one, you, you can't stop. So I just feel like to get another one is like chancing fate, and there will be the dog that has all those health problems we talked about that are typical French bulldogs. So for now, it's just going to be Vince. One and only. <laughs> We're thinking about getting a second, um, but you know they're expensive, and with a little girl, it's hard to get from a rescue sometimes because you don't know the history and. Mm-hmm. Um, so we were considering going back to our breeder, but they're expensive. And one of the reasons why is they come potty trained. He, Harrison Ford went potty in a litter box for the first few months of his life. We got him in December and we never once took him outside in the middle of the night because he would just wake up and trot over to his litter box, go potty. It was incredible. Totally wow. worth the cost. You didn't crate him right off the bat? We crated him. He was so tiny that he had half the crate and the litter box was in the other half of the crate. Oh, that's it. That's awesome. Yeah, this little girl is waking me up at four in the morning every night. (laughs) And then she gets up for good at six. So it's like you can't really go back to sleep. And (laughs) it really feels like a newborn. Look how sweet she is. Oh, my God. She's like a baby. This might be the worst podcast ever because we're on Zoom and we can see each other, but people listening, well, they can't, can't see all this cute cuteness. All, as soon as they have a spare moment, everybody can go to, the, to their Instagram and check out all three because all three have uh, have accounts. Yeah, let's see the power of the Cincy Church podcast. There so you yeah. go. So what? At Harrison Ford Bulldog at Vince Cincy and at Nelly from the Natty. So where do bulldogs like come from? I mean, how far back does do they go as far as, you know, as a breed of dog? Does anybody know? I believe they were on the Ark. I mean, bulldogs. Yeah. Original. <laughs> yeah. I say French bulldogs, I think, were actually from England. I don't know how they got the French thing, but... Make them sound uh, fancy. Yeah, that's what I was going to say. I thought it was something like make them sound fancy, because they were bred to be companion dogs, like the ladies of the night or something. Okay. I don't know. This is some of the stuff you read online where it's like, Oh, that sounds like a good story that it, you know, these ladies would have these cute dogs with them and it would attract people to them. But whether or not that's totally true, I don't know. And when did they become popular? Because when I'm growing up in the 70s, you got your garden variety, you know, beagle. You've got your German shepherd. Um, I mean, there are bulldogs around, but when are they, when do they start com- becoming a, a popular dog for, for people to have? Um, French Bulldogs won Westminster, like maybe in 2010 or something. And I think that caused some of the recent popularity. Uh, I just, a French Bulldog I know that was um, 14 years old just passed away. So I've known them of them for a while, but just recently. Uh, Vince, I don't know about English Bulldogs, if they've been in like movies or something prior to. An English bulldog was recently robbed at Westminster by a poodle. Oh, right. Yeah, not over it. So you guys, do you guys watch all those uh, dog shows and stuff like that actively, or just you know, when it comes on, you watch no. out of curiosity? Or you know, the one I watch is on Thanksgiving or around Thanksgiving, and it's because I'm yeah. hanging out with my family is always my excuse. Yeah. So I will say that for having fifty thousand Instagram followers for my dog, we are not crazy dog people i mean i like bulldogs and i love my dog but we take him nowhere i mean there's a lot of people on instagram that take their dogs everywhere but he's 70 pounds and you know not meant for a life in the wild and we have a five-year-old and you can either keep a toddler happy or a bulldog happy very rarely both at the same time so he he's mostly happy staying at home sleeping on the couch sunning himself the ways we met was that um, Harrison Ford Bulldog had a birthday party at one of the breweries, and it was a fundraiser for a bulldog rescue. Yeah, we. One of the cooler things that's happened to us is Red Dog um, reached out to us and said we would love to partner with you, um, and throw Harrison Ford a birthday party. And something that we've always tried to do is, if we're, you know, just trying to 
keep rescues first in mind with whatever we do to promote Harrison. And so we asked if we could turn it into a fundraiser for Queen City Bulldog Rescue and Red Dog graciously said yes. So we um, had a big birthday party at a brewery in Walnut Hills. Um, it was a ton of fun. They brought him a cake. We had raffles where we sold raffle tickets um, and uh, a girl named Sarah at Red Dog worked with me to find different donations from various companies in the area. And we raised a few thousand dollars for um, Queen City Bulldog Rescue, and it was a lot of fun. And we did meet a lot of people from the Cincinnati area, and that was awesome. And we've also, Andy, met at a couple of like dog park meetups, mm -hmm. too, which has yeah. been fun. You, you yeah. schedule a lot of those, I think, with the Frenchies. Yeah, we. I've, I've met a lot of um, Frenchies in the area because of well, there's a there was a play group at the um, best friends pet resort or whatever pet group, um, and so I met Frenchie owner that way, and that's how I kind of kept in touch. And one of the first things people said like, "Who's dogs on Instagram?" And then we all kind of connected that way, <laughs> and that's how we also then have like the Facebook group for the people who aren't on Instagram that have bulldogs and want to connect and. We posted some just impromptu like dog plays. Um, one time we did it around Halloween. So if your dog liked to wear a costume, we like played at the dog park and then just walked through Washington Park with the dogs in costume. It was just completely like impromptu, but the people that were just at Washington Park and got to see that thought it was so funny to see all these little dogs walking through in costume. So <laughs> just fun things like that. We've also done a fundraiser for um, Queen City Bulldog with um, Red Dog. We did a Frenchie wine event, so Sunday afternoon wine. So, and that is one of the cool things that we get to do as having a, a following on Instagram is to connect the community of dog people in the area. That's great. Yeah, and most of the breweries are dog friendly, right? You know, Andy, you mentioned Facebook, and I want to say this is my one tip for people listening that want to create some sort of social media for their for their dog. If you start an Instagram account, start your same Facebook account. If you start a Facebook page for your dog, start it also as an Instagram account because they talk to each other. It's very easy. I post to Instagram. It automatically posts to Facebook. I did not have a Facebook page for several years. And so we have maybe 500 Facebook followers and almost 50,000 Instagram followers. So the, the difference is stark. So that's my one piece of advice. Um, start them both at the same time and just auto post to whichever one you choose to hmm. not be as engaged in. How do, you, uh, how do you choose the hashtags? Like I noticed everybody has all these crazy laundry list of hashtags. It's like, Oh my gosh! I don't know. It over and over again. You try to see what's. I mean, I, I see there's programs and apps that give you whatever's trending today, and I, I don't know. I mean, personally, I never get on Instagram and look up hashtags and find yeah. content that way. But that's one thing I've noticed is like if I put a a little BS hashtag on there once, uh, it'll get like three likes, and then uh, if I if I use the whole you know, chapter of uh, Frenchie hashtags and I might get like 20. But, you know, I have 138 followers right now, so. You're growing. Someone <laughs> told me that it's better to use local hashtags because people tend to actually use those. Um, but we also have some global hashtags that we use like Bulldog, you know, English Bulldog. And, and do, do people find us that way? I'm not sure. You might need to ask someone who's a little more. Yeah. Savvy on that. Um, Andy, maybe you Vince, know. Vince uses like Japanese hashtags. All this, this um, I'm like, what? And you know what? Some of that's because I copy just what other people have used as hashtags. Like, if it looks okay, like Okay, because I've copied yours before. So I don't I feel <laughs> And then, but I, it's um, awesome. My tip would be don't use the hashtag if you are searching hashtags, if you're going to go in deep on this. Don't use hashtags that have a lot of posts to them. So if they have like, one point whatever million your a lot of people are using that your post is going to get lost and some of those ones that have like two hundred thousand to five hundred thousand or smaller and see how that works i use hashtags i'll use hashtags in a comment um and then i'll use the subject line like the body of my post for funny hashtags like this week we posted um 
one of my favorite photos of our daughter very gently sitting on our dog's rear end like a bench. It happened for a second. She got, immediately got up. Um, we got a ton of hate mail about that photo because, oh, my God, we're terrible dog owners. And so I think my hashtags were like trolls come at me. We're breaking him. We also beat him. Just, you know, if I want to be funny in the post, I'll use hashtags. I use my really boring hashtags as a comment so that they don't take over the body of the post. But that, that, I mean, that's his strategy is if you do post something that you think is going to cause passion for people to come out, that creates engagement. So, I mean, as long as you're, you don't take it personal that, you know, some stranger in another country is calling you a bad dog owner because your daughter sat on the dog's rump for a second. Yeah. And actually, I think we're going to do a whole week of throwback photos this week of like our biggest angry posts like we sent him down a slide once and oh my god it was like we had murdered him on the internet we're totally gonna post it again we've only been shamed twice (laughs) but i was i noticed that i was like man i could post a picture of my kid probably you know running around with a machete and no one would care (laughs) but i walk my dog you know on her 17th week she had all her shots and we walked her we, we walked her two driveways down but I posted, oh, it's her first walk today, big day. And, oops, I mean, at least it was in my DMs. Um, it's a little hot out there to be walking <laughs> your dog. And then, then another one came in and was like, uh, you know, hey, it's you know, it's fun that you're walking your dog, but you have to make sure that, you know, she has all of her shots and all this stuff. I'm like, yeah, everyone's an expert. <laughs> um, everyone is an expert. Well, wasn't that the whole internet? On all of social media, (laughs) as we found found out, particularly these days. Yeah. Um, I have a TikTok account for Vince, too. And that's mostly kids probably 8 to 12 years old following there. But um, I found that if I put a typo in in either the text on the video or in the caption, people come for you and let you know your grammar mistake. But (laughs) I do it on purpose because the more comments creates engagement and therefore moves it through the algorithm algorithm more. So it is sort of, you find these little hacks that are like, it works, you know, and I don't have to spend 45 minutes to an hour combing on other accounts and, and act, you know, trying to get engaged with other accounts. It's not that I don't care about other accounts. It's just there's sometimes your life is so busy, you've got work and your family that you don't have every day to go comment and like on all these other posts. And you're, you know, the same thing, like you're doing on Instagram, you're putting something on Facebook, you put a video on TikTok, whatever it is, you've got a couple different things going on. It's not your whole life. You know, and one of the decisions that we made on our account is there's, there's a couple of different kinds of accounts. There's accounts that follow everyone back and there's accounts that don't. And for us, when we started Instagram, I think I would increase my follower rate by quite a bit if I followed everyone back. Um, but we mostly signed up for this to kind of have a connection with people, to be able to laugh back and forth. Like we have, you know, a, I'm friends with some of these people now. Um, you know, we've met up, we've visited each other, chatted on the phone. Um, and I really like that aspect of it. And so sometimes it's tempting for me to think, well, maybe I could just expand my following. But then, you know, I'd really, I wouldn't see the posts that I really care about. But it's something for people to consider because, you know, that works for a lot of people is following a lot of other people. Yeah. Yeah. That's what I'm bad at. I'm, I'll hit a like, but when it comes to like, yeah, getting involved in everybody's, I'm still worried about what Nellie's doing today. They can't, <laughs> I don't know. I'm the same way. I don't follow back a lot. And I don't, the comments that I get either in DM or on pictures like, hey, let's be her friends. Yeah, thanks for the spam comment. I know, and I always try to think, like, yeah. that could be a 12-year-old kid saying that. I don't know who's behind the account, but I feel no obligation to follow someone back just because they ask. I mean, I appreciate their hustle, but it's not yeah. for me to worry about, you know, managing someone else's feelings because, again, it's Instagram, so yeah. I just worry we, about doing my own thing. We follow people that are, you know, that leave funny comments or that message us and have a, a conversation People where there's some sort of connection there. Do people do that jive like these? The ones that are like, follow me, or they're just looking for popularity. 
and they're not going to be hanging around and making that connection that Sarah's talking about. Because it's the same for me. I have like a core probably 30 accounts that I love to check in with. Always want to go see what they post it, comment on it. Because I've gotten to know the owner as well as seeing what they put on Instagram. Do people try to run that jive like on Twitter where they, they'll they follow you, but then they'll immediately unfollow you a couple of days later? And so that's is that, is that still a trick? Yeah. Yeah, I, I used to work for a guy that did that. He would sit there and we would do interviews like this with companies for uh, for uh, for the articles we would write. And he would sit there during the interview and go and you'd hear, you would hear this noise. And we would say, stop doing that. You can hear it on the microphone. We want to use this for a podcast. You can't do that. And he still would just go... He's banging away on following people. <laughs> wow! It worked though. <laughs> it worked, young people. <laughs> I the uh, I mean, I had like maybe five followers, like two posts or whatever, just getting started, and I got some. Uh, oh my god, I love your dog. We want her to be an ambassador. Uh, DM us, and I'm like, yeah, you know, I got, <laughs> I bought Grumpy Cat. You know, we're gonna make it big, and. Uh, so I DM this person, and they're like, "Well, you just go to our website and save twenty percent with this promo Aww. code." I'm like, ah, huh. you guys spammed. Yeah, <laughs> I mean, so, so I get that a lot, but I don't, I don't get any real offers with one hundred and thirty-eight followers. You know, we get a lot of those requests, and I always reply with, "Okay, but Harrison only poses nude, just so you know that." <laughs> and then we never hear back from them. <laughs> Very uncomfortable. <laughs> That's hilarious. <Yeah. laughs> There are a lot of those companies that do the buy our product and you can become an ambassador after you post for it. And I'm always like, I mean, I don't work for free. For yeah. And it's a lot of work. Trying. You know, when people, we say no to probably 89, 95% of the offers that come our way um, because it is a lot of work. I have a full-time job, a kid, a dog I'm trying to keep alive. Um, and to, take receipt of a product, get our house cleaned up to take a photo, force my dog into posing, you know, edit the picture so it doesn't look like a 12-year-old took it on her cell phone. Um, it's not worth it for most of what people reach out to us for. Mm-hmm. We have rates that we share with people, but most companies, um, you know, they're looking for free product placement. We do say yes to some very expensive items that I'm like, yeah, I'd like that. Um, and we have ongoing relationships with a couple of companies um, that we've really enjoyed. But for the most part, we haven't monetized Harrison Ford's account because it's just a lot of work. Those people that do it spend hours and hours each week, and it's not easy. So more power to them. Oh, my God. <laughs> just dropped your dog. Just jumped out of my hands. <laughs> I really am. Uh, Is anyone going to see this video? <laughs> I don't know. Maybe we'll put it on our Patreon. Maybe we'll monetize this podcast because people have to have to log in to see the craziness. And we're just chewing away. So we should do it all the time. <laughs> That's nuts. So you got a rate card. So what's 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 that based on? I mean, I don't is know. there like a handbook of uh, doggy advertising and what you know it's worth for? I have pieced together stuff that I found on the internet. Stuff that colleagues, you know, I guess other Instagram account follow or stars have used. And then a few of my friends work in advertising and I've asked them for insight as well. Awesome. How about you, Vince? Same thing. Um, because I was involved with the blogging community before I had Vince. So I have colleagues in this area that have kind of helped me along. And some of them are the reason that I even had opportunities because they know someone and a brand or an agency who's looking for a dog for, you know, product placement. And that's how you kind of, again, like I said, back into this stuff, um, didn't go out looking for it. And they kind of helped me navigate it. Like Vince had less than 7,000 followers. And I have a website too, vincecc.com. So, and I just sort of blog about behind the scenes because I was getting a lot of questions on DMs and Instagram asking like, how do you get in the post for photos? How do you wear sunglasses? So the posts are very simple. This is how I do things with Venture. This is where, you know, we go. And it's it's turned into, like, some brands reaching out to us and wanting us to write a blog post about it, which um, I'll make time for that kind of money. So. 
you guys actively try to get brands like like what Kong? Are you like blowing up Kong every day? I, said, um, I have talked to people about how, like from, from other bloggers, like how you do this, and a lot of them talk about you can pitch brands and they kind of walk you through what you do. Um, I haven't done a lot of that myself because I haven't. There hasn't been something that I'm like, oh, I've got to have that. I'm gonna go to that brand and get them to work with me, kind of thing. Yeah. Um, the shark life jacket. Yeah. <laughs> But, the, but there's some tips in it that have helped me, like, navigate those questions that I get in DM, like, hey, we've got this great life jacket, you know, can we send it to you? But I always want to know, first of all, is your stuff coming from, is it drop shipped from another country and does it take, like, 21 days to get here? Because if it does, I'm not, I'm not interested in that. As a consumer, I wouldn't buy something that takes that long when I have an Amazon Prime account. So that's just me, and I imagine a lot of, a lot of my followers are, in the U.S. that they're not interested in long shipping time, so it doesn't feel genuine to promote a product like that. And um, so I often ask them, like, hey, just message me at hello at Vincenti with your business proposal and budget. And usually when I say that phrasing, the ones that don't, that don't plan on paying me, they won't email. So it's a good way to weed those companies out. Yeah. Um. We also try to only partner with things that we believe in. So we probably get an email twice or three times a week from some tiny little company that sells four bulldog shirts on a random generic website. And you're, you're exactly right. I'm not interested in shopping those. Um, but I am interested in the air purifier that we partnered with because that helps my house not smell like a nasty English bulldog. Mm -hmm. um, I am interested in the essential oil diffuser that we partnered with because, again, that helps my house not smell gross. Um, one thing that we did do is if we have a product that we really like, we will promote that on our Instagram whether or not we even know that company or not, because I want to share what is great for our family with the people that follow us. And that's how we partnered with Nix Play, N-I-X Play. They're a Wi-Fi enabled digital photo frame, and it's all app based. So instead of having a little SD cartridge that you have to upload photos to, stick it in a frame, get it to your grandmother, take it back, it's all you upload these photos via an app and it automatically uploads them to your grandmother's frame, your parents frame. And we bought one and just loved it. I mean, it was amazing to be able to send photos of our family to everyone that we wanted to. And so we posted about it on Instagram and that got the attention of the company who reached out to us. And now we give away maybe three or four Nick's play frames a year to our followers. Um, just because they've seen so much engagement from our account and our account's followers. So, you know, that's something I would suggest if someone is interested. Yeah, definitely. If there are brands that you like, that you, and that's how I told people, if you like and love and use a product, post about it and try to get the, you know, you can try to get the brand's attention. Don't be disappointed if you don't. Yeah. But when you do get the brand's attention and they come back at you to work with you, know what you want, what, what you can offer them, the brand just not like, oh, I have a lot of followers, give me your product kind of thing, because the brand wants something. They either want awareness or they're trying to convert sales or whatever it is, and you have to kind of, you know, the rubber meets the road there. <laughs> you have to be able to do it's a mutual like relationship. Right. It's not just about you having a following and getting stuff or money. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Well, I think that's cool because the products you mentioned really aren't directly pet products you know products because of the things things i i clean um and household brands and then you know being here in cincinnati with products and animals there you go yeah so what so what are some of the bigger clients you've worked with the one we just did recently was tide and previous to that we've done febreze so locally like bigger products oh so you are in with Proctor Gamble. Yeah. That's, and again, that's, that's because awesome. of those agents, those friends at agencies, those relationships that they, you know, when they're, they're calling, they're saying we're looking for a pen account and they toss my name out there. I mean, it's, it's great. It's great to have people going to bat for you. <laughs> that's awesome. I mean, he's every bit as good as Doug the Pug. <laughs> oh, for sure. 
And I feel like Andy's count is very professional. I feel like it's exactly what brands would want to share their product. And our account is not professional. It's, I am not a photographer. I use my iPhone. I recently discovered like photo editing software, which has been helpful. Mm -hmm. um, and so we definitely don't attract those kinds of like bigger brands. Um, but again, you work really hard for those photos, Andy. That's, you know, it's, it's a lot of work. So, and that's what, like when people like, when they come at you and just say like, oh, well, you just take a picture, you know, you're like, sure. you mm -hmm. know, it's not just like, okay, it's Tuesday afternoon. Mm -hmm. Let's take a picture. Cause I have to wait for the light to look a certain way in the house or I have to try to figure out something outside, but it's July and you know, like we're talking, they don't do real well in the hot heat. So that's not an option right now. So there's, there's different considerations that go into it. And Sarah, you'd be surprised some of my photos I do end up taking with my iPhone, not with a <laughs> camera. And then, but it's the photo editing that kind of locks them up. But I, I try to go for more of a magazine style photo. And I look at other product photos or like ads and how they've done products and, and kind of emulate it. And that's, I don't have any original ideas. I just, you know, kind of get inspiration from everywhere. But I think your account being funny, you're you find those brands that want that cheapier approach. Yeah. Yeah. Like, you know, that don't mind me saying this purifier helps our house not smell like bulldog ass. <laughs> not everyone wants that. Right, right. For yeah. good reason. Right. Yeah, the bulldog farts. Holy cow. Yeah. You know, that's also something that's difficult with a bulldog. You know, we get a lot of in invitations to events. Um, there's a really cool dog rescue 5K, the mutt mustache 5K, I think, that happens. But it's in mm -hmm. May, and it's like 85 degrees, and yeah, we can't yeah. take Harrison Ford to a field in the middle of sunny day in late May. And yeah. so as much as I'd love to be involved with that, I also don't want to kill my dog. Mm -hmm. So we just usually... That reminds me of a story our breeder told us was uh, she was asked to put, have her dog star in Baywatch 2, <laughs> starring The Rock and Zac Efron. And uh, they decided not to because it was going to be filmed in Atlanta in the summer and uh -huh. they would not give them air conditioning trailer. Huh. What am I gonna do? Take my dogs down there, and yeah. so I guess they thought, you know, she's being a diva and everything. But just like, that's just keeping your dogs alive. Dogs for your dumb movie that no one's gonna watch. Straight, yeah. straight and to so DVD. For this, you know, for this 5K, we really believe in it, and we wish we could be there to help promote it more. So we just try to, you know, share stories about signing up for it and try to promote it in that way. But it would be nice if Harrison were meant for. If he is more of an outdoor dog. Yeah. So, Harry, uh, you may look in the future at getting the cooling pass. Like, I have one for Vince, and I got oh. it last year when he was three for the, the first summer he had it. A whole it's vest. A, it's a whole vest. So, if you've seen some of the recent pictures where, or videos where he's in like a gray jacket or vest, uh -huh. and people are like, why have you overdressed your dog for summer? It's actually, um, you wet it and then put it on the dog and it zips up the back. And it keeps him cool, and it really does help. It helps me feel better that he's not like as soon as you go outside panting, and he can play a little bit because he wants to be outside too. But with this kind of heat, you don't want him out. But the cooling vest does help make him pant a little bit less. Oh, this it's looks a great. Bit more ease of mind. I mean, he, we even take his walks in it, and we're not going that far. Yeah, yeah, and I think they make it for. I think. Bigger sizes for English Bulldogs. They do. They make an extra, extra large size. Oh, so. There you go. <laughs> we, we found a cooling mat in the uh, the weird aisle at Aldi. Oh, okay. So we have a cool collar for Harrison, but it's just a collar that you can fill with ice or ice packs. I think the vest yeah. would be better for his aging, so. overweight body. I think so too, because I think there's something around like I'll say the front. Their armpit area. I think yeah. the area cool seems to make a difference, at least on Vince, because in the past when I would like feel him, I'm like, that's when he feels the hottest. And yeah. Vince is closest to his heart. So that's where we shove ice cubes when we've overheated him. Yeah. Somehow. 
Yeah. Is that like those things I've seen on telly where they it's supposed to keep the dog from going crazy during like a thunderstorm and things like that, where it's like it's this thing that kind of shirt. thunder shirt. Yeah, yeah. Is that is that does that really work or is that a bunch of jive? I think it works for some people. Yeah. I've heard people say it does. I've heard some people say their dogs hate it. Oh, uh, that makes sense. So you guys are all on uh, Facebook and Instagram. Correct. You, mm-hmm. you, what about other platforms? Have you thought of going to other platforms? I know you said uh, Vince has a, uh, a TikTok. The TikToks. Yeah. From the 90s on TikTok. There, okay. Oh, what about like, your, yeah. your YouTubes, your Twitters, your uh, Snapchats, if you will? No, I'm too old, too lazy. <laughs> I've uploaded some videos to YouTube, but they're sort of the, re- the recycled videos. That, so they're not, they're in portrait, not landscape. So. Mm. No real effort there on YouTube, but it is over there. You know what's weird about TikTok is we went to sign up maybe five or six months ago, and someone had stolen Harrison Ford's username. It was someone had taken Harrison Ford Bulldog, um, and I guess that it maybe they never used it, and so somehow it was released again because a friend told me last month it was available. So we went and snagged it. But again, I don't know how TikTok works and. Yeah, my daughter's into like all the editing and stuff. Oh and god, like same. Cool. I, you need to utilize that. Put yeah. her in charge of your TikTok. Exactly. No. I, I was totally baffled by TikTok, and I have nieces and nephews, but I didn't really want to ask them because I didn't want to explain <laughs> why was I getting on TikTok with you know. Because I already think it's like, oh, she's on Instagram with that dog. But um, I found some other dog accounts, and then I just sort of copied their videos. So there's Shaq the Pug on there, and he was making a lot of videos. And they're, they really are for, like, the 10-year-old crowd. You know, like, do this, do that kind of thing, which causes them either to like the video or share the video or something, leave a comment. So it's just, like, basic, like, gamification of it. So that's what I do. Again, I said I have no original ideas. I just <laughs> copy, emulate, and take yeah. <laughs> I have noticed it's pretty easy to get views. At yeah. least, I, I don't know. I, I made an account and posted, like, three videos over a weekend. And I, mean, I gained, like, 100, I don't know. Got like 100 uh, followers overnight. I haven't really got many since. But I almost think it's they do that on purpose because it's like you get excited because you got you that has all these all these views. But I heard the TikTok uh, like as soon as uh, as soon as the video displays, it counts it as a view. Where on YouTube, you have to watch for like at least mm-hmm. 20 seconds or something. Mm-hmm. But who knows? But yeah, there's go to go to TikTok and look up Frenchie. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> they're, it's, it's ridiculous. Oh, people are so funny. And they're all that crazy blue or lilac color. Oh, yeah. So many famous little pied girls. And that's a bummer because, you know, that's you're really playing around with genetics when you breed those crazy colored dogs. And you might get one lavender dog and three blind dogs. It's It's not great. So... If, I, if anyone's yeah. listening to this, I would say make sure you buy from an ethical breeder that uses breed standards and genetic testing to make sure that they're, you know, it's safe to breed. Yeah, there's mm-hmm. definitely, I don't I know, and, and I've heard that with like, oh, well, with Dobermans, yeah, then then you'll get the color dilution diseases. But they talk about with Frenchies, like, oh, no, that just as long as you have like a big gene pool and you're not mating their, you know, brothers and sisters and you're okay. So I don't, I don't, I don't know. I mean, they're, dang, they're really pretty dogs. And a lot of those aren't true Frenchie breeds as well, though. They'll, they'll breed them with another small breed. Um, There's a lot of unethical behavior that goes on with bulldog breeding. So just people that are interested in buying bulldogs, do your research. Um, Just do your research. We yeah, took her sure. through the Kentucky Fried Chicken uh, drive-thru, and the kid about came through the, the window and said, oh, is that a Frenchie? Like, yeah. He's like, well, I'm going to drive six hours. I got one. I'm going to breed it. I'm going to pay for college. <laughs> I'm just like, that, might. that's seriously what people are doing. And, and that guy's not getting DNA testing. He's yeah. not. He's going to get on Facebook, and he'll probably make 20 grand off a of first litter. And, uh, yeah, send be, himself to college. And then there's people that will have a dog with a broken hip by the time it's six months old. And I don't know. Mm-hmm. I mean, that's what I'm saying. It's scary. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and these are, yeah, sorry, go ahead. Amy. Oh, sorry. No, earlier in the conversation where you were talking about on the Facebook groups and all the people that are like, my dog did this, my, you know, my dog has this health problem. 
a lot of that because I'm probably in the same groups. You know, there's 50,000 people in it. A good chunk of them are probably getting Frenchies from breeders who are backyard breeders doing it for the money, not doing it for the health of the breed. And Mm -hmm. you do get what you pay for. I mean, but some of them are paying a lot of money and then still getting the dogs that have the health problems. Like the breeders that are doing the Merle dogs, like Mm -hmm. you don't need to introduce that. Or the little fuzzy French bulldogs that look like little bears. I mean, legit the cutest thing I've ever seen in my life, but so wrong. Mm -hmm. Um, so wrong. And, you know, for, you know, we talked earlier in the call about how these are not, these are not the healthiest dogs in the world. The healthiest dog in the world is a mutt you get from the SPCA. Um, And if you are going to buy one of these bulldogs, you owe it to the dog and the breed and to the rescues around you to do your research and buy a healthy bulldog from a legit breeder. Um, because if you don't, you're just causing more of the problem. And I say that from my, you know, high hill. I, I bought my dog from a breeder. I did not rescue my dog. Um, so there, there's room in the world to buy from ethical breeders. Just make sure you do your research before you do it. Yeah. And I would have rescued, but I was a first-time French Bulldog owner, and a lot of the rescues are like, they're not interested because you may not know the health concerns of a French Bulldog. You may not know what you're getting into as a first-time French Bulldog owner rescuing a dog that most likely has been surrendered because it has health problems that the previous owner could not financially support. So I always tell people, if you want a French Bulldog, great. Be prepared to put a savings account together and yep. put money into that every month. Insurance account. You know, insurance. Doing what you can to um, not, I have pet insurance for Vince and that, like I, I never had to use it, knock on wood, but you know the day I drop that insurance, something yep. will happen. I'll he'll either have IVDD or, you know, something else that would be very expensive and you don't get a lot of time to take care of those vet bills. When it's an emergency vet bill, yeah. it is. It's due. It's due. We, um, we make money back on our insurance every single year because Harrison has a few lifelong problems like dry eye and he's developed arthritis. So he's on a couple of daily medications and so, and they're expensive. Um, you know, when we adopted Harrison eight years ago, there were no bulldog rescues in Cincinnati or Columbus. The nearest one was Cleveland and they would only adopt a rescue to within an hour of the city. So, Really, there was no other option for us. Um, now, 2020, I think there's two bulldog rescues in Cincinnati, one in Columbus. Um, they're really all over, and they all do a good job of making sure you understand the history of the dog. Um, we brought a rescue into our home this fall for a weekend to see if it was a good fit, and it ended up being not a good fit. The puppy, um, the dog had some eyesight problems that caused our daughter to scare it whenever she would walk by and five-year-old and a scared dog just wasn't a good fit. Um, but, you know, these these adoption agencies, they'll let you foster for a weekend to check it out, make sure everything works well. Yeah, yeah a lot of the, the French Bulldog rescues, because I still keep an eye on because even though I said I wasn't going to get a second, <laughs> if there was one that needed rescuing and I could somehow fit into, you know, my lifestyle, I would do it. But so many of them need like a stay at home, a work from home dog parent who, you know, take them out every two hours or knows about the, you know, incontinence issue or something that they have. And it's just, they have a, they have a lot, they have to have high needs, high maintenance and it takes a special person to do that. Mm-hmm. For sure. <laughs> Man. Yeah, so I don't know. Have, have we covered any, everything? Is there anything else? Uh, this hour went so fast. I know, right? <laughs> I was like, I never I really know. Check us all out on Instagram. Uh, we're at Harrison Ford Bulldog. You can also join our very tiny Facebook population at Harrison Ford Bulldog there as well. We'll have to look that up. So where'd you get the name Harrison Ford? <laughs> well... I love Harrison Ford, the human. I mean, love him. <laughs> love him. 
he's amazing. And then um, he got real old and wrinkly overnight, oh. but I still love him. And so when we were looking to name Harrison Ford, I was like, oh, he's so wrinkly and handsome, just like Harrison Ford. And fun fact, I had to give up naming rights to our firstborn child before my husband let me name him Harrison Ford. And he called that chit in when we had our daughter. Um, he got final say on her name, which I wasn't anticipating. And obviously I approved her name, but he did get final say. Is she named Jodie Foster or something? <laughs> Princess Leah? Callista. Ah. <laughs> no. Fun. That's awesome. I was like, yeah, I mean, that's, I think that's another the beauty of, uh, of your account because you're just like what Harrison Ford Bulldog what the hell is this one of the best days of my life is when I realize that if you search Harrison Ford on Instagram my dog will show up in one of the top nine results for Harrison Ford that was that was nice. great there you go um, how did you name Vince um Vince is named after my great uncle it was just a name I liked and um yeah I and he's a Vince like look a at solid him. name for a, a dog so Vince yeah. You guys have both been in like the best of Cincinnati uh, City Beat, uh, with best dogs or whatever, or best answer. Yeah, dogs. you were in a Cincinnati magazine, like top Instagram dogs or something. Yeah. Friends. We got interviewed um, by Cincinnati Magazine. A friend of mine in the neighborhood writes for them and pitched um, an article about Harrison Ford, and that was super fun. Um, and we're also, Harrison Ford is a model for Rookwood Pottery. Um, oh, we yeah. redid our kitchen and did Rookwood um, Backsplash, and they came to take some photos of it for their catalog and didn't include Harrison, and I shamed them on his account, and they were like, well, we'll come back for a holiday edition. And they did, and they have, like, full life-size photos of him in their downtown um, studio, or they did last year. They might have put them away. That was uh, also a highlight of my life. That rules. Oh, man. So at the, I guess we better wrap it up. Everybody's got stuff to do, people to see, places to go. Gotta get the gotta dogs to walk. Dog photo shoots for tonight. Yep. Uh, yeah, so I don't know if you listened to our podcast before, but um, we at the end of every episode, we like to ask our guests for a phrase or word that can be used uh, for 20% off on cincyshirts.com or in our stores, because our stores are open again, uh, nice. OTR and Hyde Park. So, um, so yeah, so that's our, that's our little spam uh, trick for you guys. So I don't know if there's one word you guys can both agree on or a phrase or... Bulldogs are awesome. Bulldogs rock. Cincinnati Bulldogs. Ooh, there yeah. you go. Cincinnati Bulldogs. All right. Cincinnati Bulldogs. All nice. Right. So can we share that with our followers? Yes. Yeah, sure. Awesome. And this will be, what, tomorrow? No. Yes. Actually, no. Uh, this will be a week from tomorrow. I, uh, I got an interview sorted this morning, and so uh, people have already heard the episode all about Price Hill by the time this drops. So this will drop a week from uh, tomorrow. Uh, yeah. We already got bumped. Yep. Uh, but that will give you some time to, you know, uh, to tease it. And exactly. Yeah. Exactly. To, to tease it, and uh, I'll email everybody back, uh, include everybody on, and, and give you the details of like when it'll drop and, and where people will be able to find it and stuff. So, awesome. yeah. Well, can we put our dogs up for one uh, one screenshot here? To let's see here. There we go. Oh, look, looking good. Cool. All right. <laughs> well, thanks so much, guys. We'll see you uh, on on the Instagram. Harrison Ford Bulldog Vince Cincy. Thanks so much. And enjoy your pups. Thanks for inviting us. Thanks for being on. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. I don't know what happened, but I had to turn my back. And you were gone. You were gone. How can I protect us if the neighbors don't respect us? Said the dog. Said the dog. I wish I had a way. Harrison Ford, the Bulldog, Vince Cincy, and Nelly from the Natty and their respective owners. A song, by the way, reason for the playout is Said the Dog by Funeral in the Mirror. That's the duo of James Pinkerton and comedian actor Joe DeRosa. You know Joe DeRosa from uh, Better Call Saul. He's the vet. 
that uh, hooks Saul up with uh, some nefarious characters. I think he's also in Breaking Bad in the same role. And who knew all about bulldogs like that? Uh, especially the famous ones on Instagram. Well, now we all know. Uh, so if there's someone you'd like to hear on the podcast or a subject you'd like us to cover, simply drop us an email, podcast at cincyshirts.com. Put podcast guest in the subject line and tell us who you'd like us to have on the show. Uh, you can include a short little bio of why that person would be an interesting guest. You can even request to have somebody back. Uh, we've had John Keyswater on twice. We've had, let me say, oh, the uh, Haunted Cincinnati guy and Ronnie Salerno, the Abandoned Cincinnati guy. They've both been on twice. And so if there's a, a subject we didn't cover with somebody uh, that you've heard on the podcast, well, we, we, we can invite them back and talk some more about uh, whatever subject you want us to cover. Be sure to tell friends and loved ones about the show, including folks who may no longer live in the area but still feel connected to the tri-state. And if you haven't already, check out those Cincy Shirts podcast archives from baseball great Johnny Bench to Amy Asbeck. All kinds of great episodes back there. 128 of them now. This is 129. Today's show is produced by me with help from Josh and Darren. Our theme music is Cincinnati by Big Nothing. They are from Philadelphia, actually. You can find all of their music on iTunes, Spotify, or wherever else you get your music. Find vintage tees from great places like Boston, Phoenix, Pittsburgh, Cleveland, Louisville, Seattle, Philadelphia, and more at OldSchoolShirts.com. Lots of defunct sports teams, old restaurants, shopping malls, uh, rock and roll clubs. Those are very popular on Old School. Um, it's like Cincy Shirts, but for those towns, basically. And again, the promo code of this episode is Cincinnati Bulldog. All one word, all lowercase, all uppercase. You can alternate upper and lowercase if you want to be cute about it. It'll all work the same way. Use that to take 20% off your entire CincyShirts.com or OldSchoolShirts.com order or come into our stores in Hyde Park and over the Rhine and you can tell it to the salespeople and they will gladly take 20% off of your order. Follow our social channels, Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, and Snapchat for the latest in t-shirts news. Tell your friends about the show. Give us a good review wherever you get the podcast from. And as always, download or stream us next time. Bye.